بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا وما بعد ما brothers and sisters this beautiful deen of ours is a deen of تعلق a deen of a connection a deen of a relationship we enter Islam by accepting and acknowledging and bearing witness to a relationship by saying ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadar rasulullah we say i bear witness that there is nobody worthy of worship except allah and that muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the messenger of allah and the last and final of them after whom there is no messenger this is not a statement of information it is not intellectual some you know data this is When I say I bear witness, I am saying about what is in my heart. The I bear witness means I, this is for me, I bear witness that Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is worthy of worship and Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم is his messenger. It means that when the time for worship comes, I will worship Allah. Similarly, in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we reiterate and emphasize this relationship at least 17 times every day in the first salah in surah al-fatiha we say iyyaka na'budu wa iyyaka nasta'in o allah only you we worship and only you we seek help from right we do this 17 times minimum after that of course the sunnah and this and that nawafil but 17 times 17 rakat of fard we do this every practicing muslim who Obviously, if a practicing Muslim will pray, if he's not praying, then he's not a practicing Muslim. So we do this every single day of our lives. May Allah take, and may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala keep it, keep us constant on this and take us in that state, Inshallah. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala reiterated this issue of connection, issue of remembering. Allah said, "Fatkuruni askurkum." Allah said, "You remember me, I will remember you." Right. You remember me? I will remember you. In the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu in Bukhari, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Hadith Qudsi." He said, "Allah subhanahu wa taala says, 'When my slave remembers me, I remember him. If he remembers his no, before that, he said, 'Ana inda zanni abdi bi.' He said, 'I am for my slave as he considers me, as he thinks of me. Right? I am for him as he thinks of me. Whatever he thinks I can do for him, I will do for him. So we begin by saying that you are up, O Allah, O our up, we." What we think, our zan, our husn zan about you is that, inshallah, you will forgive us and you will cover us with your, with your mercy. Inshallah, Allah will do this. And then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "When my slave remembers me, I remember him. If he remembers me within himself, I remember him within myself. If he remembers me in a group of people, I remember him in a group which is better than his group. If he comes close to me by one span, one hand span, which is this much." I come close to him by one cubit, which is this length, from the tip of the finger to the elbow. If he comes to me, close to me by one cubit, from the finger to the elbow, I come close to him this much, which is from when you sp- spread your arms from one end of one arm to the end of the other arm. And then he says, if he comes to me uh, walking, I will go to him running. And all of these statements, of course, we have to understand them in the context of the glory and majesty of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. This is our religion, a religion of taaluk. Similarly, when our time on this world, in this world, ends, 
and when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we go into the, before we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we go into the grave, the first question of the grave is what? Man rabbuk. Who is your Rabb? Again, the question is being asked about your ta'alluq with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is your connection? Who is your Rabb? Right? Rabbi Allah. Allah is my Rabb. This is this religion. Now, why is ta'alluq, why is connection important? Because a connection brings with it privileges. Connection brings with it privileges. Whatever the connection is, right? If I know Dr. Ahmad there, then the privilege of knowing the knowing a doctor. So if I've got some issue, I can ask him. And he will tell me. If I don't know him, I go to him as a stranger. And I have to go through his secretary, what not, what not, get an appointment. But if I know him, I have a connection with him, I see him in the masjid every day, I say this is happening to me, he'll tell you do this or do this or that, right? Whoever it is. Every connection comes with a privilege. There's some benefit of this connection. But also, every connection comes with a responsibility. So every connection has two things. One is a privilege, one is a responsibility. We are connected to our fathers. We get the, we get the name from our father. We are connected to the father. We'll inherit from the father. All of these are privileges, right? My father, I can call him my father. To somebody else, he might be, you know, some big shot. But to me, he's my father. But along with that connection is the responsibility that I must serve my father. I must respect my father. I can't treat my father like nothing. No. If I do that, if I don't respect my father, if I don't serve my father, then the connection is gone. The privilege is gone. So, so also, ta'ala Allah thal, so also our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our connection with Rasulullah sallallahu has enormous privileges and the benefit of those privileges is that these privileges never end. The privileges with people of this dunya, they all end at some point. Either many end even before we die, every single one of them will end when we die. But the ta'alluq and the privileges of the connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu and the connection with Muhammad Rasulullah this continue. They go with us in our grave, they go with us on the day of judgment inshallah and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take us into Jannah based on this ta'alluq. But with the ta'alluq again come the privileges. Uh, with the ta'alluq come privileges and with the privileges come responsibilities. Now what's the responsibility? The responsibility to be fulfilled to get the privilege of the ta'alluq with Allah, the connection with Allah, is to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Samayana wa'atana. Whatever Allah says, we obey. Then we are eligible for the privilege of being called Abdullah, the slave of Allah, Amatullah, the female slave of Allah. What is the benefit of that? The benefit of that is you raise your hands, you ask Allah, Allah will give you. Without a doubt. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this. Uduni astajib lakum. Ask me, I will give you. So if you are asking and you are not getting, check yourself. Allah's world is, Allah is not, Allah does not speak something false. If Allah said, ask me, I will give you, he must give me. So I am asking, I am not getting. Why? Most common reason is because of what I am eating. What goes in your mouth and what goes in your pocket comes between you and Allah in your dua. 
If you eat doubtful stuff, if you eat haram stuff, if you earn doubtful stuff, if you earn haram stuff, dua is khalas. There's no, the dua will not be accepted. So the ta'aluq with Allah means obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ta'aluq with Muhammad Rasulullah the highest privilege of that is what? Is shafaat on the day of judgment. That Rasulullah will intercede for us before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant Rasulullah maqam al-Mahmood on the day of judgment and to grant us the shafaat of Muhammad Rasulullah That privilege comes with a responsibility. What is that responsibility? To follow the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You follow the sunnah, you are eligible for the privilege of being uh, among the ummah of, of Nabi sallallahu We are in the ummah anyway, but the point is that somebody who Rasulullah will inshallah make shafaat for. Hmm? That is why the beautiful hadith of Rasulullah he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that if my slave does, performs the five fard salat, which I have made fard on him, the five salah which I made fard on him, if my slave does them at their correct time, salah ala waqtihi, huh? at its time, at its correct time, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, then it is my responsibility, I take the responsibility to forgive him and enter him into Jannah. And if he does not do this, then I may do it or I may not do it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his mercy, Allah does not say, I will put him in Jannah. But at the same time, Allah is saying, if he does this, just the five for salah, just the five for salah on time. I was in Chicago and I met one of my, I was at my, my sister's cousin's place and I, her son, he was working with Motorola at that time. So I, we were, I was there for lunch. From there, I was going to Champagne to the university. So this boy was talking to me. He said, I said, what happened? You house, everything. I said, what do you get to, an opportunity to pray? He said, no, uh, Zohar and Asar, I can't pray. I said, why? He said, because uh, in my workplace, I will not be allowed to pray. I said, who told you that? Who told you that you will not be allowed to pray? Did you ask somebody? He said, no, I didn't ask anybody, but you know, I, I said, no, no, that's not correct. You ask. Let somebody say no. You ask. So he was still kind of shaky. So I said, look, I won't tell you, pray, don't pray. I will just tell you one hadith. And I told him this hadith. I said, this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's promise. Now you decide. You want to pray, pray. You don't want to pray, don't pray. That was it. I left. I reached Champagne. Next day, I get a phone call, and these are the days before. This was, I'm talking about 1994, 95, something like so. No, no cell phones and all that. So, somebody called somebody else and whatnot, and I got this phone call. And this so and so wants to talk to me. So, I went there. He, told, he called me, he said, Uncle Yawar, I just called to tell you that from today I have started praying Zohar and Asr in my workplace. And he says, You know, I went to my boss, and I, I told my boss, I said, I need to pray. I'm a Muslim, I need to pray in the uh, in the day and these are the times. Uh, can I pray? He said, of course. No problem. So he said, where can I pray? He said, pray in my office. <laughs> huh? He said, pray in my office. Allah makes it easy. If you want to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah opens the doors. You don't have to worry. Allah will open the door. We have to take the step. 
If we don't even start, if we, if we make assumptions, no, this can't be done, that can't be done, that's a different issue. Try. Try. Just ask. Let If somebody wants to refuse, let them refuse. So, obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and following the sunnah of Rasulullah entitles us to the privileges of the connection, the ta'aluk with Allah, ta'aluk ma'allah, wa ta'aluk ma'rasulillah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enrich our lives with the privilege of being connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to his Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to help us in ways which we cannot imagine and to take away our difficulties and to ease our lives inshallah. Wa sallallahu ala nabi al-kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika 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 r